Cameron DeVazier. And I'm Mark Howard. And this is Talking Points. We're now on Lesson 10 of our fourth quarter, all about present truth in Deuteronomy. And this week's title is Remember, Do Not Forget. That's right. Kind of a clever way of saying remember is don't forget. Same thing as remember, but, you know, it's redundant, but maybe it's helpful. It comes right out of our memory verse. It comes straight from Scripture. Can't go wrong with it. Now, Pastor Howard, you were the one who put talking points together this week. Um, There was something you wanted to mention before we got into our study. So I've had people comment that, (laughs) comment verbally, not on our uh, YouTube page, because there are no comments. I've had people say, you don't have, why don't you have comments turned on on your talking points? My experience with comments is that the majority of people get on and make these, have these little battles Mm -hmm. in the comment section and which is a colossal waste of time. We prefer that you would use your time to prepare your Sabbath school lesson. However, we're not opposed to comments, so we've actually uh, developed a uh, portal, if you will, Mm -hmm. to ask your Sabbath school-related questions. If you go to our website, michigansspm.org, right there you'll find a banner on the home page if you let them scroll through, and I forget which order it's in right now, that it says help, and it, you click on that, and there's a form where you can submit your Sabbath school questions. And what are we going to do with those questions, Pastor Cameron? Well, our goal is to have a monthly um, additional Talking Points episode, but it's not related to a specific lesson in the quarterly, but it's addressing the questions that are sent in, um, not necessarily theological, but especially practical questions about, mm-hmm. like, how would I move through this, or how would I work with this situation, or what would you do if you were faced with, you know, whatever. And we're we not just, saying we're not going to answer theological questions, but right. we don't want to become the forum for all the, so what is the wheel within a wheel in exactly. chapter 1 and 10? And right, all so we don't th- want to be the new place for debate. What we do want to do is be helpful to the field. So whatever issues that you're wrestling with with Sabbath school, whether it's mission elements or study time or attendance, participation, you name it, um, we want to you know share with you some thoughts on that. So just go to michigansspm.org, submit your question. And watch for an episode of the Talking Points Q&A that will be coming up. Now, they're not going to be posted in the same way on the Sabbath School app, but they will be available through our website. And as you subscribe to the newsletter, the missionary, and all of that is available. All that information is on the the Emanuel Institute YouTube channel. If you're subscribed to that, you'll see them when they post. So There you go. Well, let's get back into uh, Lesson 10. Remember, do not forget. What does that mean? What is where we headed this week? Let's begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll... We'll dive into that. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to study your word. Thank you for uh, preparing these lessons for us to be studying together. And now as we look to the teaching of these lessons and understanding them for a practical perspective, please be with every teacher and every student as they make Sabbath school uh, the heart of the church once again. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, you've already stated the obvious, and the lesson does as well on Sabbath afternoon, that to remember means not to forget, or to not forget, and to forget means not to remember. Okay. So, there it is. Pretty self-evident. Yep. Uh, the memory verse comes from Deuteronomy 9-7, where it starts out, remember and do not forget how the Lord has, etc., etc. So, the lesson there, in fact, at the bottom of uh, uh, Sabbath's lesson, the last paragraph, you want to read that this week? And this week, as expressed in Deuteronomy, we'll look at this important principle, that of remembering and not forgetting God's interaction in our lives. So this concept of remembrance is the heart of this week's lesson, and I have boiled it down to three talking points. Number one, remember who God is. And we take that from Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Number two, remember who you are. 
and we're going to take that from Thursday. And Friday, uh, not Friday, number, point number three is actually from Wednesday, remember God from whom all blessings flow. Take okay. Good old <laughs> doxology. That's fine. So we're remembering who God is, remembering who you are, and remembering the blessings that God gives us. Or Indeed. That he's from. He's the source of our blessings. All right. So walk us through what... Honestly, if you're just here, like, remember who God is, it's like, well, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, uh, got it. Yeah, amen. But is there more to that? Well, the idea is, on Sunday's lesson, so this whole idea of remembrance, much of the, the remembrance, remembering where God is enjoining his people to remember things, has to do with understanding his dealings with them, and we'll explain why as we go through some of these points. Sunday's lesson... We're going back to the rainbow. It seems like we've talked about the rainbow. Maybe it was the covenant study. It could have been. Mm. A, but at any rate, uh, we're remembering the, rain, the rainbow. And the Bible takes us to Genesis where the Lord um, gives, them, gives the sign of the rainbow. And I forget where the lesson. I didn't highlight it in the lesson here. Uh, yeah, of course, God doesn't need the promise. Well, it's talking about us remembering in throughout the lesson, mm-hmm. um, Sunday's lesson does mention that God doesn't need the rainbow to remember. And the reason for that is the language of Genesis. God says that I'm giving you the rainbow to remind me. Yes, it does. So, but he also says in that context that it's going to be a sign between me and you. Mm-hmm. And a sign in this particular case is something God's giving to help us remember. Now, obviously, and the lesson points that out, God doesn't need uh, to jog his memory, but you made a neat observation about the rainbow's position. Well, it's interesting, because if you go back to Genesis 9, we don't have to do that right now, but if you look at the language where God said, he does say it's a sign for you that you'll know. But he also says, and I will remember when I see it. And the the physical elements of, of a rainbow are interesting because it's not something on the ground where we all look down. It's something where as we look up to heaven, we see that rainbow. And as he looks down from his throne, he sees through that prism. So it's if it's, you were to incline to destroy the earth again, you're like, oh, uh, wait I put a the minute, rainbow there's... exactly. And so it's almost as though it's 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 dual application. It's for us to recall the promise of God and his protection, but also for him to recall what he already established as the boundaries of, of his grace and limitations. Like, I'm right. not going to do this. And so it's an interesting physical juxtaposition. Well, rainbow. something else that I thought was interesting is, of course, God is speaking, and the lesson highlights this. He's speaking in terms we can understand. But if I say I'm going to do something... And then I add to that, I'm going to make a reminder so that I don't forget it. What does it tell you about my priority? Mm-hmm. And I think that what the Lord is trying to communicate here is, you <laughs> know, we like got the a- meeting I had this morning where I made sure that we set up the meeting, but I forgot to put it into my Google calendar. And so I wasn't on sure, time to the meeting. Sure, a young man arrived in the office. He's like, is Pastor Cameron here yet? And I said, mm, not yet. And I texted him, do you remember the meeting? And he said, I do now. I so do anyway. now, and I was already on route. But I was like, that's what I was coming in for. So, yeah, the, and this is going to play out in this in this study of this lesson, that when we want to remember things, there's an added mm-hmm. thing that we do to, we write it down, or we, we, we somehow or the other tie a string around the finger, right. the old proverbial, but somehow or the other, we God is using that to say that I've put the rainbow in the cloud. Well, part of what's being communicated there. And again, when he says it's a sign for us, is that God is wanting us to remember that despite we have the historical event of the flood, well, then he's a vindictive God, right? No, Mm. he's giving us the evidence to remember that the kind of God he is is not a God who wants to destroy, but to save. But you could think about the rain. What if he did set it up? It's like, 
I'm going to put this in the class. You remember what I did last time. And that's all that was. It's like every yes. time he's like, oh, no. But he's like, and remember, not only did I do it, but I'm not going to do it again. That this right. is that this, There's a character of God attribute, not just the facts of God's history. Here. Well, one of the things I put in the lesson then is that signs serve as reminders as well as evidences. So we know that, for example, now the rainbow was a sign. Think about the signs of the times where God says this is going to happen and this is going to happen mm-hmm. in the last days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, that lets us know where we are and where we're heading, but it also reminds us, again, of who God is. He's mm. the kind of God who doesn't want us to be surprised by what's coming, but to have confidence in him mm. through all these events. So signs serve as reminders as well as evidences. Mm. And there's a great statement from Friday's lesson having to do with the rainbow. Uh, I've got included it here in the lesson. Why sure. don't you read that? It's from Patriarchs and Prophets 106. From generation to generation, it would testify... It being the rainbow. It being the rainbow, yeah, would testify of divine love to man... And would strengthen his confidence in God. So it would testify of God's love and as a result strengthen our confidence in him. So it's not just that God can do a thing and did do a thing, but it tells us about the God who would do such a thing. And That's it, right. It tells us about his love. So we move in the lesson to, um, I believe it's Monday, that highlights Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 23 to, or I'm sorry, 32, 32. to 39. And if you look at Deuteronomy 4, verse 32, you know, it starts out, For ask now concerning the days that are past, which were before you since the day that God created man on the earth, and ask from one end of heaven to the other whether any great thing like this has happened or anything like it has been heard. Did any people ever hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as you heard and live? And he goes on to testify of these things. God has done these miraculous mm. and amazing things. Starting signs with creation and, and then speaking yes. to you in these ways. And, yeah. and, 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 and then, of course, he's encouraging them in light of these things to... Uh, uh, remember him and his commandments and and that kind of thing. So um, the question is posed on in the lesson, the very beginning of, of I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong page. Monday's lesson. What was the Lord telling them to remember, and why was it so important? What's the big deal with remembering these things that happened mm. to the Israelites? And what I draw, uh, what I jotted down in our lesson is that these evidences or experiences formed the foundation of their faith. Mm-hmm. It so, made so God, God real doesn't to them. come to them outside of that context and just like, "I'm God now, obey." Like He He gives them that background history. As you recall, right. I'm the God who created, and they're your fathers Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and I let you out, That's brought right. you out of Egypt, and so He's the same. I'm the God still obey. But that context is, is right. very helpful for our perspective. And it wasn't just what he did for them. We always talk about that aspect of it, which is true. But it was something they shared an experience in. Like, that was their experience. So it mm. wasn't God wasn't something they heard about or read about. They had experienced the Lord. Yes. And, you know, it comes to my mind, for example, the, and the Scripture's full of these types of things, but the yeah. memorial stones when they crossed Jordan. Yeah. Right? Gather up a stone from the midst of the from Jordan, the midst every of the tribe. Jordan. Yeah. And then you're going to put it outside. So the Jordan, God dries up the waters, right? Yeah. They come in, and then the water flows again, and you've got this pile of stones. Where do they come from? The middle from of the, the Jordan. From the middle of that river, yeah. And why was it there? To recall how they got in there. It, t- yeah. it always testified. And it, I think of uh, David when he goes to fight Goliath. Where did his confidence come from? My experience with the lion and the bear. Right. He specifically recounts that former experience with the Lord as the evidence that God would be with him and the foundation of his confidence going forward. Mm. And so in the same way, you know, the Lord has asked his people then to remember 
And that applies well to us today, um, too. If you would, uh, well... Do you want to move into verse 40 now? Yeah, verse 40 on... on uh, it, it points us to verse 40 and then asks us to draw some conclusions. Okay, so after he gives the whole, like, remember this, remember this, starting verse 32, at verse 40, he concludes saying, you shall therefore, you know, in light of what we've just reviewed, you shall therefore... Keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Okay, so what's interesting there, and of course the lesson asks the question, it says read that verse, and then what conclusion then did Moses want the people to draw from these words about what God had done for them? And my takeaway was that he wanted them to see that his... um, laws were given to them for their benefit and the blessing, right? That things may go well with you. Again, mm-hmm. we're looking back, or still our talking point is, remember who God is. That he's the God who wants the best for you. He didn't yeah. give his love. He's redeemed you. He brought you out of the land. He's done these wonderful signs like and wonders. He's already he's demonstrated the- so much what he wants for your best interests. Therefore, continue right. partnering him with this, you know, with his motive of of good things for you by obeying the law, that it may That's be right. well for you, right? That's right. So then building on that on Tuesday's lesson, see, so you get this continuing theme. Tuesday goes into where it says in verses 9 and 23, the Lord, in fact, specifically verse 9, says, take heed to do mm. these things. So now it adds, not only that you don't want to forget them, but take heed not to forget. Take mm-hmm. heed to remember. Uh, and if you want to read the second paragraph there on Tuesday's lesson, the sure. editor kind of describes says, this. The me. verb take heed, which in in the lesson it's SMR, which has no no vowels in it, but it, you look it up and it's shamar, probably, yes. um, which is also used in a different form in Deuteronomy 4 9, translated keep yourself, right. occurs all through the Old Testament, and it means to keep, to watch, to preserve, or to guard. Interestingly enough, the first time it appears in Scripture is even before sin, when the Lord told Adam to keep the garden that he had given to him. Now, that's really interesting, but it's not like it's a, this is not what I think you're trying to get here, is this is not just a mental exercise of, hey, take note of that, just bring it to mind on this occasion, but it's to make efforts and purposeful intent to do something to remember, like That's right. guard this in your mind, set up a post of some sort. So it's interesting. We, we've looked at you know God talking about his remembering, and he's revealing the kind of God that he is. Now he's telling us to be careful not to forget those things about him. Again, we talked about the memorials forming a foundation for mm-hmm. our experience. And if they do form a foundation for our experience, how important it is that we don't forget them. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to be faced with situations that are potentially discouraging and what have you, and it's especially important to remember the kind of God that we serve. So here it's interesting that he's just not hes not just saying, remember it. Take pains to remember it, right? Take heed. Yeah. Do What kind of things do you do? And I already mentioned, you tie a string around the finger, proverbial. You yeah. take no, you, Whatever it takes to store up, the maybe, you know, personally, specifically, and I've asked people to do this, keep your testimony, write out your testimony, do a video of it or something, that recount it often. In fact, that's something that we're coming to mm-hmm. in, in the lesson, ways that you can remember and take pains to remember. Well, also, it seems that in the keeping of the law, there is the, the remembering is tied to the keeping, right? right? So, for instance, if you're going to be diligent or careful or take heed to remember and to obey, then, for instance, if the Sabbath is one of those laws that we should be keeping, Mm -hmm. we should put in place 
uh, uh, processes and reminders and and structures in our lives that makes Sabbath keeping central to it. Exactly. So it's not just like I, ho- I hope I remember Sabbath when it comes. Out. No, you make efforts to make sure you do. You know, like I'm going right. to plan my laundry on this day. I'm going to make sure I'm ready for. This. So you you build your life around the remembrance of God's leading and His and His expectation of obedience. That yes. we craft things. Well, in 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 the passage, just tells us specifically that you know, take heed to keep His commandments that you don't forget. Right. So we don't often think about one of the things that helps us to remember is our faithfulness to mm-hmm. obedient to obey, to obey God. Yeah. And the lesson goes a little further on Tuesday to talk about you know, verse nine goes on to say. Teach them to your children and your, you know, grandchildren, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And the lesson asked the question, what would that have to do with helping them not to forget? You want to read that paragraph at the yeah, bottom of Tuesday? It said, it's not a coincidence that right after Moses tells them not to forget, not to let these things, quote, depart from your heart, he tells them to teach these things to the next generation and to the generation after. Not only did their children need to hear about these things, but also perhaps even more importantly, uh, more important, by telling and retelling the stories of what God had done for them, the people would not forget what those things were. Mm-hmm. Hence, what better way to preserve knowledge of what the Lord had done for his chosen people? And in our previous discussion, there there are, I have a decent amount of passages, scriptural references mm-hmm. logged into my brain. And you might think, oh, you've done a special thing where you wake up early and you just memorize, 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 just rote memorization. And it's not the case. That's the reason right. I know the texts that are in my head is because I've taught Repeat. them and I've, I've preached them and, I, and I've explained them so many times mm-hmm. and I've broken them down in order that it's I can't get it out of my head because I've explained it That's so exactly many times. That's right. And I think that the Lord is not wanting us to Are just, you hearing this, Sabbath school teacher? That's right. Is there an application perhaps <laughs> to a local Sabbath school class that you will know better whenever you're not just learning it for yourself as That's its right. own exercise, but in the exercise of explaining and teaching and giving it to someone else, you become more for, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're established in it, right? Yes. And and this isn't just for Sabbath school teachers. So you may be watching Talking Points and say, well, I'm not a teacher mm-hmm. yet. I don't know. Amen. <laughs> but there's participation. You could say, well, why am I studying this lesson? And we come over and we go over and rehash the whole thing in Sabbath school class. Because mm-hmm. that repetition deepens impression, as the saying goes. You, 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 Even as a participant in Sabbath school, to be active and participate helps mm-hmm. to solidify. In fact, I used to tell people, anytime I read, well, I still do. I may read something and, and get some new insight from Scripture, and I get excited about it. Talking Points is an outlet for me, among yeah. others. But I would tell some, I'll just tell any old, some, and I'll share with them, hey, I just got this, this is awesome. And I've told people I've taught before, whether or not this is exciting to you, it's exciting to me, right. and me telling you helps me remember it. That's right. So, and it'll help become exciting to you. It's like anyway. some, it's it's contagious, you know, for yourself and for others. And I was thinking about Revelation twelve eleven. It says they overcame by the yes. blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. testimony. And I think, you know, how does the word of our testimony help us overcome? If, among other things, it, one thing it will do is when I continue to give my testimony, it establishes me, it solidifies, mm. it keeps in my memory the kind of God I serve and why I'm. Why I've chosen to serve him, why I'm faithful to him. So anyway, all of that is under talking point number one. Remember who God is. All of this talking point number two then is the next step. Remember who you are. And I think it's it's almost silly, like, how can I forget who I am? I'm right here all the time. But we do forget who we are spiritually sometimes. Well, Thursday's this is taken from Thursday's lesson, which highlights the 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 repeated uh, injunction in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy five sixteen, six twelve, five fifteen, sixteen, thirteen, and twelve, and you know anyway, you can see those on Thursday's lesson, that you were slaves 
in the land mm. of Egypt, but I redeemed you. So we are redeemed slaves, not just slaves, <laughs> praise the Lord, but mm. redeemed slaves. And the lesson asks on Thursday, what specifically did the Lord want the people never to forget and why? And I broke that down as two <laughs> things. Number one, that they had been slaves. And number two, that he had redeemed them. Mm. And when I was thinking about that, and I included this in our outline, there are two responses. I don't know, there could be more, but there are two responses that come to my mind to deliverance. If I'm a slave and I've been delivered, there are two responses, and they're not opposite responses. They go together. One is obligation. Just simply for the fact that I was a slave and somebody delivered me, the Lord in this case, mm -hmm. I'm obligated to them. You know, the Bible uses that kind of language and talking exactly about our redemption. Right. He says, for do you not know that you were bought with a price? You're right. not your own, right? Right. And so it's like, even if you didn't love the Lord, he'd still have copyright to That's you. That's right. <laughs> so he has... But the next thing, mm -hmm. in addition to that obligation, is appreciation. Right. If you can remember you were a slave, then you can serve the Lord out of a heart of love because you have appreciation there now where mm -hmm. you may not appreciate if you don't recognize that, mm -hmm. that relation. So that appreciation, in fact, Thursday's lesson, the last paragraph, kind of touches on this idea. Yeah, it says, Whether Jews in the wilderness, Christians in Ephesus, or Seventh-day Adventists anywhere in the world, how crucial it is for us always to remember and not forget what God has done for us in Christ. No wonder, then, that we have these words, it would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing one. And as we thus dwell upon his great sacrifice for us, our confidence in him will be more constant, our love will be quickened, and we shall be more deeply imbued with his spirit. That's from Desire of Ages, page Absolutely. 83. And there's so much in there. That, that uh, last paragraph before it went into the Desire of Ages statement alluded to the Christians in Ephesus because part of the lesson touches on Ephesians and how we're by grace you've been saved through faith. But Paul's talking to the Gentile crowd and he says to them, you were at one time without God, without hope in the world. Mm. So the same idea of spiritual slavery and spiritual freedom and yeah. that, that not only obligation, which is there, mm -hmm. but appreciation yeah. for what God has done for us when we reflect upon the cost of our redemption. You know, I've been talking about our recent Sabbath school workshop and talked about authority and influence, right? Yes. That God has by rights the authority to command us things, and that alone should be enough. But he goes beyond that and says, but I also want you to want it for yourself and influence you in that direction. So he's winsome to us. So he's, he's gracious, and we should appreciate that gracious. He's also Lord. And that's what we need to keep mm. in mind is... We're sitting at the feet of a God who is God, but loves us. And we should be drawn to him on so many levels. Yeah. That's right. Now, our third talking point, number one, these talking points are great points, and you could take a whole lesson. So I just want to interject for those who, at our Sabbath School workshop, you remember that I took one of our outlines, and I've told folks, when I teach from an outline, I don't just read the outline. I make notes, and what did I do with that? We well, did a what? He said, well, I'm going to actually just take one of the three. So what's amazing is we have seven days, and we try to dig down three points. And when this guy went up and taught, yeah. he said, I'm going to focus primarily on one point. And we spent a lot of time, and it was a powerful study. There were some insights there that was like, it was really helpful. Sometimes as a teacher, you know you don't have the time to cover everything. And even with the outline, you might want to zero in on one of the points. You're allowed to do that as a teacher. Tell the folks, look, you've got the lesson study. Go home, you can read it and review mm -hmm. it, and you can get more out of it. But sometimes you just need for the proper discussion and in your local point. context might really touch on something more or your experience with, that's Like totally this fun. third point that it's getting away from us. <laughs> 
Remember God from whom all blessings flow. Now, Wednesday's lesson highlights Deuteronomy 8. It's one of the most powerful chapters in the Bible where God tells his people, I'm about to give you everything that I've promised, everything you ever wanted, but there's a danger. And when I do that, it may lead you to actually forget me. And I put here as a sub point, and I was going to make this the main point, prosperity can kill the most determined spirituality. Mm. The Bible talks about in Deuteronomy 8, 10, when, you're, when you've eaten and are full, there's a tendency to potentially forget the Lord. Yeah, it says, when you've eaten, eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord for the good land which he has given you. But it says, beware that you not, as it goes on, there's a there's a warning about being aware even after you've eaten and be full. You're like, well, the, once I'm satisfied, mm-hmm. everything is great. No, 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 no. Is it possible that after our needs are met that we could actually drift away? There's a danger of that. You know. That's right. Now, in our notes, I have, quote, insurance will cover it. That refers to the first story on Wednesday's page that I'm not going to talk about now. You go to your quarterly. I would share it's it in class. It's a good story, yeah. We're winding down on time, but it sets kind of the tone. And I put the note in here, prosperity is God's desire for humanity. We see that in Deuteronomy. He wants to give us uh, all the, 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 the blessings and what, what have you. But all too often, humanity in its fallen condition can't handle it. Now, I have several mm. paragraphs here, and I am going to have you uh, uh, read at least part of those on... No, let's read all of them on sure. On uh, Wednesday, the last four paragraphs. Okay. It says, but what then they would face? Yeah, they would face the danger that always attends wealth and physical pros- prosperity, that of forgetting that it was only the Lord who gave them power to get wealth. That's quoting Deuteronomy 8.18. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at first... But as the years go by and they have all the material comforts that they need, they will forget their past, forget how the Lord has led them through the great, uh, that great and terrible wilderness, and indeed think that it was their own smartness and talents that enabled them to be so successful. This is precisely what the Lord was warning them against doing. And unfortunately, especially as one reads the later prophets, it's exactly what happened to them. Mm -hmm. Thus, amid this prosperity, Moses tells them to remember that it was the Lord alone who had done this for them and not to be deceived by the material blessings that he had given them. Centuries later, Jesus himself warned in the parable of the sower about the deceitfulness of riches. Now, what hit me the most about this lesson is I think it is so relevant to where we are today. I mean, mm. we've got the, the, the I, I don't know where you are politically. I'm not trying to get it be political here. But our government is giving us money lately not to work. I mean, the people, our, our level of prosperity in North America is so incredibly like uh, what we have and what we call poor compared to other countries is just well, the, the, even, the, the gap even outside of the financial is, wealth, I mean, even think about the spiritual wealth that we have absolutely. to the Seventh Adventist Church. It's it's almost we have an embarrassment of riches. We have so much wealth and knowledge, so much That's truth right. of God's word. And what are we doing with it, right? Or are we exactly just sitting right. at it like it's an inheritance given to us, like it's our birthright? Well, I have a statement in here that uh, it reminded me of a testimony Ellen White had given, and, and you would do well to read this whole section of Testimonies, Volume Two. But I, the paragraph I included, included was from page two seventy eight where Sister White counsels a woman, tells of of this experience of a woman who was in poverty, and she had been faithful to the Lord through all of her adversity. And then there comes a point where the Lord said, let's see how she does with prosperity. Mm. And go ahead and read that uh, paragraph. The Lord said to his angel who had hitherto ministered unto unto you, I have proved her in poverty and affliction, and she has not separated herself from me, nor rebelled against me. I will now prove her with prosperity. I will reveal to her a page of the human heart with with which she is unacquainted. I will show her that money is the most dangerous foe she has ever met. 
I reveal to her that the deceitfulness of riches, that they are a snare even to those who feel that they are secure from selfishness, and proof against exaltation, extravagance, pride, and love the praise of men. And it goes on in the story to tell how that prosperity destroyed this woman's spirituality. And you can read that, mm. and I would encourage you to read that. But this is the Lord's admonition here in Deuteronomy. This is what he's saying in Deuteronomy 8, that, that all our blessings are from the Lord, and the Lord re- needs to receive that due mm. honor and praise always. Don't ever allow prosperity to distract Wouldn't it be the ironic, Lord? the very Lord that we're praising, when he gives us what we want, that we, we, we set back and we... We forget yes. in the blessings we praise he the gift you. instead of the giver. Incredible. So in conclusion, uh, I took this statement from the Ellen White comments, and I forget which day that I found them in, in for this week's lesson, Desire of Ages 348. She says, It is for our own benefit to keep every gift of God fresh in our memory. Hmm. There is greater encouragement for us in the least blessing we ourselves receive from God than in all the accounts we can read of the faith and experience of others. Isn't that mm. awesome? There's a sermon right there. That's There's a great statement. There's a personal statement. experience. That's why we want to hold those. She says, like the people of Israel, let us set up stones of witness and ascribe upon them the precious story of what God has wrought for us. And as we review his dealings with us in our pilgrimage, let us, our hearts melted with gratitude, declare, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now and in the presence of all his people. Mm. Powerful, powerful stuff. Well, this is mm-hmm. a fantastic study, and I'm sure that the Lord's going to bless in every local Sabbath school this Amen. week. So let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, again, thank you for these powerful words of Scripture and the lesson study that has put them together. And now as we move towards the Sabbath day, whenever we have our teachers and our students all together in the classroom, Lord, let Sabbath school be a blessing in every local church and let it be an opportunity to recommit and win new souls to Christ. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.